Welcome to The Kingstonian, a podcast that profiles individuals who are passionate about what they do for a living, about what organization they belong to, or simply passionate about the community they are a part of. Hello there and welcome. My name is Dave Cunningham. If you are of a certain age, you have probably heard of the Senior Center. What you may not know is the range of programs and activities offered and just how much the association has grown in recent years. Our guest today is the Center's Executive Director, Don Amos. Don, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good to be here. We are going to talk about your journey to this particular establishment and talk about the Senior Center and talk about the fact that I keep hearing people talking about coming here to do something almost every day of the week. And so that's one of the reasons why I thought it would be interesting for me to sit down with you, for you to tell us a bit about the center. But let's begin with your journey here. How did you come to get to the Senior Center as the Executive Director? Several years ago, I used to work for the military base, CFB Kingston uh, Family Resource Center. And through my through my experiences there, 15 years, um, the, the Family Resource Center went through a transition where they decided to focus a little bit more on parents and grandparents. And that kind of exposed me uh, to an older population that uh, we weren't used to dealing with. And uh, it created some, some programming avenues that uh, were intriguing. Uh, from that point, I went and became the executive director for uh, Northern Frontenac Community Services. And uh, at that point, we ran a senior-specific program. It, it, was a, it was a catch-all uh, cradle to grave type services. We had a daycare and early on center, and uh, but we also had a, had a, a seniors component where we had meals on wheels and congregate dining. Uh, so it was more program based mm-hmm. and a li- very health based, but some recreation based, and that kind of built the foundation for uh, what I was becoming more and more interested in. So. Uh, when the position of executive director became available at the uh, at the seniors association, I uh, took a chance and threw my hat in the ring, if you will, and and have been lucky enough to have the position for the past four years. Um, so that's kind of been my journey. Uh, I'm more recreation based than medically based when it comes to any type of programming that I've been involved with, uh, but I've got training on both sides of the fence. Uh, the recreation side is uh, more intriguing because you can do more with it, and people generally want to do, when they sign up for something, it's because they want to sign up for something. Uh, what was it about this particular place that drew you here? Um, I live in Kingston, and so I've, I, want to, I wanted to have a job in Kingston, and before I was commuting up to Sharpet Lake and back, and one hour, one way. Uh, the commute can become uh, a bit tiresome after a while, and I did that for five years, and it was time to uh, come back into Kingston, um, help build my foundation as an executive director. And uh, But what intrigued me here was the, the growth potential, um, the good that the association does for the community, for the city, uh, and for its members. And at the end of the day, you can walk out uh, of your office or you can walk out of the building and, and you know that people are enjoying themselves. Uh, they're becoming better at something and they're improving their health um, on their own accord. Mm-hmm. And those are important factors that I consider uh, uh, 
uh, intriguing for me to, to watch and, and help grow. Let's talk a little bit about the history of the Senior Center. It was formed with an amalgamation, was it not? It was, yeah. So the, uh, way back in the 70s, there was two uh, seniors programs, if you will, or two seniors, I won't say associations because that's what we are, but uh, two seniors groups. Um, and they realized uh, that, that an amalgamation had to take place, and, and they became stronger for it. Uh, and with that... Um, it started way back in, at City Hall. Uh, they had a, a, an office there, and they grew. Uh, and I, I might be missing some of the history, so hopefully I don't have some of my longtime members coming at me later <laughs> saying you missed something. <laughs> but uh, it grew to the point where it went to uh, Artillery Park, uh, and they took over a number of rooms there and, and became uh, bigger. They grew quite a bit. And then they realized that they were outgrowing that facility, and through negotiations uh, with the city of Kingston, uh, they were able to develop a lease with the old Portsmouth Public School, which is what we're in now. Uh, and we've been here 16, 17 years now. The, uh, when we first, and this is what I've been told, when we first moved into the building, we were concerned that we wouldn't be able to fill the building with our programs, that it was just too big for us. Uh, now it's too small. too small yeah we've we've grown to the point where we have now three satellites uh with a fourth one uh ready to come online in 2020 uh so it's we're growing very quickly and uh so the evolution of the association is is growing as well uh with our membership base and, and what would you say would be the goal of the association and what role do you play in that um my my role isn't as big as our our staff's role. I kind of help the staff get to what they need to achieve their objectives. Um, so I'm gonna I'll downplay me a little bit, but the the mandate of the association basically is to um, stimulate the mind, uh, provide uh, some sort of health or fitness type of uh, program like a physical uh, physical component. Uh, nutrition component um, and socialization, and that's the biggest one is socialization. And our, you know, if we hit all four of those pillars, we're we're bang on for where we need to be as an association. We're trying to keep people out of the medical system. We're trying to keep people in their home, enjoying life. Uh, you know, everyone tells me that um, when you retire, that's supposed to be the best time of your life, and we're, we're trying to make that happen for people. Um, by providing the amount of programming that we have, uh, we have some health services as well, um, but it's our com it's our programming component that draws people into us. When we've got close to 300 programs, generally there's something here for somebody, and they can they can tap into one of those type of programs where they can say, "I want to I want to learn this," and we can have uh, individuals who have never taken French before. Uh, and I've always wanted to learn French and just have never had the time or opportunity. Now they're retired, they have the time, they have the means, and they sign up and they uh, take the class and they work their way through it. Uh, and it's an enjoyable experience for them. And, they, and they're also working on that social component again. Uh, I've been told that it's the best time of your life when you retire. Yeah. <laughs> it's, also, it's also the busiest time of your life is yes. what I'm finding. Yes. I've lived in this community for over 50 years 
And I keep hearing from all kinds of different people that a lot of individuals and couples like to retire to Kingston. Yes. And I hear that a lot from military folk who get moved around from uh, different city to different city, different country to different country. They end up in Kingston at some point, and they decide that when they retire, they want to come back here. Um, I was reading some statistics on your website about the actual portion of the population that is over the age of 55 and where you expect that to be in a number of years. Yeah, we're the city is... is it's growing, but it's growing in a different way. It's growing with retirees. Um, we, uh, the last stat that I observed, we were we were second in the province for retirement destinations for Ontario. Uh, Kingston number two, I believe it was St. Catharines that was number one. Um, but Kingston's a hub. If it, we're on the lake, uh, beautiful city, beautiful vista. Uh, but we're also close to three major centers within two to three hours, Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto. Uh, so you you can enjoy a big city um, within a couple of hours, but Kingston has enough amenities that it is it has the same big city amenities, uh, 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 stuff of what, it, uh, of what a big city can offer. Mm-hmm. So the... The attraction to Kingston, uh, I can attest. The uh, when I worked for the military, I would often see military families leave, and then I'd see them come back. And oftentimes, that was their last posting before they retired, and they planned on retiring to Kingston because of what I just explained. It's, mm-hmm. it's the it's in the right location within the province uh, that you can tap into our larger markets, but enjoy that small town feel of Kingston and, and the vista that it offers. So. Um, the last time the numbers I checked, uh, population 50 or 55 up, Kingston was sitting around 26,000 people. And that number is going to grow exponentially. It, it's, it, uh, I mean, we've got 5,600 members, and we're now in the baby boomer uh, retirement framework. Uh, some are full out retiring, some are semi-retiring, and some are still enjoying the full aspect of working it's just whatever they're they would like to (laughs) achieve within their life Um, so we're seeing two years ago our membership base increase um, was 650 roughly last year new members coming in was a little over 800 so we're we're growing yeah Yeah. we're growing very quickly Um, now anytime you have a membership based organization there's attrition and that's just the reality of any sort of ask any sort of fitness-based uh, facility of memberships. There's attrition that happens. So when we have that many join, we're not for everyone. Some people test us out, and then they realize one, their life is too busy, or their life is already full. Could be with grandkids. It could be they retired too early, and then now they want to go back to working a different job or or whatever. So they test us out. Sometimes they leave. Most times they come back in a few years saying. Uh, now I'm ready to fully retire, and, and now I'm ready to take some more courses. And, and so it's kind of a, it's a neat situation in Kingston where you've got that many retirees. And, and the city of Kingston's aware of it, um, that they know that there, it, it, it is a retirement destination, and we work very closely with the city to ensure that uh, we are providing uh, the right amount of programs to um, keep people active and happy and, and allow for that socialization component. 
When I was working, part of my job involved talking to people working their way toward retirement mm. and talking to them about the kinds of things they thought they might be doing in retirement. And there's a certain uh, segment of that particular population that focuses a lot of their energy on working and doesn't sp- they don't spend a lot of time planning for the period when work is done yep. and, they, and they're retired. Yeah. So this institution here is basically providing a void with all kinds of different choices of things to do. Before we get to those choices that you have, and you have a whole book of them, uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, locations that you have. So you have the school here on Francis Street, or at least the senior center, the hub, if you will. What are the other locations? Our our other locations, and I'll work work my way across the city. So our furthest west one we call Senior Center Loyalist, and that's at Edith Rankin United Memorial Church. Um, so they, they've recently renovated their, their facility um, to the point where we're able to go in and offer a small bank of programs uh, in, at their facility uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That's on Bath Road at Collins Bay Road. Yes. Roughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the Collins Bay area. Um, so we offer a bank of programs there. Our next facility, and it's our largest of our three satellites, is at Senior Center West, and that's at the Frontenac Mall, and it's a, sh- it's a shared facility with the Boys and Girls Club. So, and, it, and it's it's worked out very, very well. Uh, we offer programs three days a week there as well, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. Um, and basically, we go in at 8.30 and load up a, a bank of programs, and by 2.30, 3 o'clock, we wrap up. Uh, our members and our staff uh, uh, leave, and then the Boys and Girls Club uh, fire up their programs. So it's a great shared mm-hmm. facility. Uh, it's a nice place, too. Yeah, it's a nice place. It's great utilization of space uh, when you can have, instead of having a lot of downtime in your facility and you can use it together, it's, uh, there's, it's, it's a great space for our members to use. Um, so that's our second facility. And our third one and our newest one is we call Senior Center North, and that's at the Rideau Heights Community Center. The community center just got built last year, completed last year. Um, and so we're offering the same a same bank of programs three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays out there. And uh, it's fledgling infancy stage type. Um, that being said, we still have a number of members that are enrolling in those programs. Uh, and the idea is to provide programming closer to people's homes Mm -hmm. so they're not uh, everyone loves to come to the Francis Street or I affectionately call the mothership Uh, everyone likes to come to the mothership because we have the cafe and we have the restaurant Um, both allow for a natural socialization setting Um, but the other three facilities um, their their program platforms are just as strong as the Francis Street yeah Yeah. so it's it's great that way we have facilitators a staff facilitator at each of the facilities, so that way there's always a um, uh, someone there that can one oversee all of the programs and ask uh, answer any questions, give tours of the facility, and talk about our programs uh, from that facility, and then talk about our programs as a whole. So uh, continuity is always a big aspect, and and this allows for all of that. So okay. And we're, we're further growing. Um, we've got another place. In we have another place, yes, that we're, we're gearing towards. Uh, we've negotiated with the city of Kingston, and they are completing a new community center on the east side of the city, or in the Pittsburgh district area. Uh, and it is slated to be completed, I believe, 2020. And we're the main tenant uh, in there as well 
for the during the day and we're once again uh, hoping to be offering three days a week Tuesday Wednesday Thursday uh, with a with a full bank of programs there and just about on a weekly basis we get phone calls from the Pittsburgh district area asking when are you coming when are you able to provide programming in that area um, of the city that there, there is a infrastructure issue in that that area of the city in regards that we there's just no room for us to put a bank of programs there so the community center was desperately needed and it has been needed for a number of years and uh, this the city has shown great initiative now in moving forward in that and we're very happy to be a partner with them and moving into that area so. And that's an area of the city that's being built up quite rapidly as well. It is, yeah. 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 So um, I guess before we get into the actual detail of the program, the staff that you need to put this program together, it sounds like you need a lot of people. Uh, we do. We, we don't have a lot of paid staff. Um, 18, 19, depending on grants, uh, are generally our staff complement uh, of 18 people or 19 people. Um, that being said... Um, our volunteer base is what really runs us. Uh, we've got between 650 and 700 volunteers that uh, help deliver uh, all of our, well, all of our admin type of program or, or aspects, if you will. So whether they're working reception or the cafe, um, helping uh, with Vista in all components of, of, the, of the newsletter or the magazine being developed. Uh, the restaurant, whether they're servers or whether they're the, the prep uh, team that uh, helps the chefs out, uh, it's it's our volunteers. We are literally we literally would not open our doors if we didn't have the volunteers. Uh, our instructors, uh, at, li- at that's least a lot of volunteers to manage. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we've got a great volunteer director. Uh, Jean Lawson does an, a great job for us, and she does the intake, brings them in. Uh, works on uh, their experience level and then she parachutes them into the right department uh, and if they have a specific skill that would be of interest for our members to learn uh, she kind of shuffles them over to the uh, programs department and a program is developed and and delivered that way so it's 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 a really neat setting uh, to have when you walk in and you the majority of the folks that you see doing something for the association they're volunteers, and that's a big component for us. How do you finance this particular place? Is there a membership fee for people to pay when they join, or user fees, or how does that work? Yes, there is There is a membership fee. The membership fee is $45 a year, and that gives you access to all of our programs. And like I said, the programs are, are uh, we've got close to 300 programs now. There is a fee for those programs. Uh, some are delivered by facilitators or volunteers, and those fees are a lot cheaper. Uh, and then there's other fees that are a little bit more expensive, and that's because our members have asked for that specific type of uh, course or program. And if we can't find a volunteer, we have to find a subject matter expert and hire them as a as a instructor, mm-hmm. and they come in and, and deliver that uh, that program. We are going to run out of time before we get to the actual program. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry, let's jump right in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is the list that I found online with respect to the programs. Yes, and I guess we should begin at the front end of the alphabet and go with arts and crafts. Yeah, so arts and crafts are a very popular program. It's it's our uh, if you think of the crafts, it's a traditional. Uh, we have uh, rug hooking. Um, arts and crafts are not my forte, so I, know, I, w- I don't want to uh, uh, 
play too much without having an instructor chase me down the hallway going, you didn't say the right things. <laughs> so, And then the, the arts are the same thing. We have a, a very talented group of instructors, uh, whether it's painting or anything in, uh, in that uh, medium that our, uh, our members are really interested in. Uh, we've got a very talented group of instructors in the, in the arts and crafts area. Uh, our next area is the culture and language. Uh, you know, we, we offer uh, French, Spanish, German, uh, Italian. Uh, we're now offering Mandarin. Um, and there's a, there's a sixth one I'm missing, and, and I can see the instructor. I just can't remember the name of the course he's teaching or the language he's teaching, so my apologies uh, to him on that. He's, he'll be very upset with me, and I'll apologize to him. Uh, so we have a lot, of language col- or a, lot, a lot of language courses, and it ranges from you know level one, which is a very, very basic, yeah. all the way up to level four. Um, and at some point, I would love to learn how to speak Spanish. Uh, I've gone to Mexico a few times. And uh, I, we have great Spanish. Well, all of our instructors are great, uh, but I'd like to sit down and eventually learn. And that's my goal is to, yep. is to learn a second language. Uh, I have a tough time with the English language, but if I can learn a second <laughs> one, that'd be even better. Uh, our fitness programs, uh, that's our, our next category. Half of our program base or half of our program platform is fitness related. And that's yogas, Pilates, um, any sort of chair uh uh, uh, chair type program where it's uh, arthritis, uh, weights, uh, anything along those lines. Our fitness instructors are qualified and, and do a great job. Here and there, that's our next category. Uh, that's where that's more of a travel component, um, where you get to within a three-hour period from Kingston. We travel either to Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, or anywhere in between, and you get to experience uh, some cultural. Uh, museums along those those lines. No sports. Uh, I've tried a little bit uh, to get some sports in there, but not nothing quite yet. Uh, and then the last uh, area is our sports and games, uh, and once again, very popular. By far, our one of our biggest components is pickleball. Uh, it is exploding in the Kingston region, uh, and it's it's not a trend. It's uh, it's here. And it's, it's Next week's program is about pickleball. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so, so your viewer, your your listeners are going to hear very quickly uh, about uh, the the exploding programs. And, so you're telling me that with respect to the travel that you're doing, three hours away, you don't plan in any leaf games in. It's hard to get a Leafs game, and you, you I, I, I told Dave, I told Dave, I said, I won't talk about the Leafs on air, but I'm a huge Leafs fan, and he came into my office, uh, for the viewer, he came into my office and is totally There's decorated Leafs with stuff Leafs everywhere. everywhere, and I said I wasn't going to talk about it, so I'm going to be, uh, I've pushed actually for a Blue Jays game, and we just didn't get the, the uptake for it, uh, and, I, and, really? it's not for, yeah, and it's not for yeah. me to dictate to the travel committee, uh, it was only a suggestion, and they, they bent over backwards trying to get something set up for me and I and I really appreciate it but sports isn't for everyone and I do recognize that and but museums are for a lot of people and I enjoy a nice museum so when when we do our travels to various types of museums they're they're always sold out and it's uh, or our plays Uh, case in point uh, the, the play here or come from away sorry come from away we that's been crazy popular. Oh, crazy popular! People. And we've already run that uh, that trip once, and we said, "Well, let's give it one more shot and see what happens." So, on January seventh at eight thirty, the tickets went on sale, and we had fifty six tickets. And by ten o'clock that morning, so hour and a half later, 
the trip okay. sold out amazingly fast. And it's so it's a credit to our members. They support our trips. Um, and a credit to the uh, trips committee. They work very hard to make sure that we have a, a good, solid trip uh, component for everyone. We have run out of time. Wow, that was fast. That was fast. It certainly was. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk about the Seniors Association and the Centre here. And thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you. Theme music for the program is Stasis Oasis, a tune written and performed by Kingston musician Jim Aylesworth. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about any of our episodes, please send a note to the Kingstonian Podcast Facebook page. This is Dave Cunningham from Kingston, Ontario. Thank you for listening. Until next time.